0: Hey, T-Crew, and welcome to a brand new episode of T-Talk with Shaw. Today, we're gonna to be talking about all the trending topics all over social media and the internet, and we're also gonna be doing a deep dive into the Janet Jackson two-part documentary, so you're not gonna to wanna to miss this episode. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right, T-Crew, let's get right into it. So it seems like over the weekend, celebrities have been announcing all types of pregnancies. So let's go through them. The first one, Nick Cannon is expecting his eighth child with model and actress Brie Tessie. Um, Brie works on Wild and Out with Nick Cannon. And over the weekend, they were spotted at their private gender reveal in Malibu. And, um, you know, it hasn't been confirmed by Nick or Bree, but it's pretty clear that she is from the photos that she's pregnant, that they're expecting a little boy um, as the gender reveal came out that it's a boy. And that this is Nick Cannon's eighth child. So Nick Cannon has been on Wild and Out. He's been on his talk show kind of poking fun at all of his children. He's also done uh, radio interviews where he explains that he is, um, I guess, interested in the poly lifestyle and he just believes that having kids with one person in monogamy is just Eurocentric and it's not something that he wants to be a part of. So he's going to continue to have, you know, children with different women and have a large family. And that's what he wants to do. So he's expecting his eighth child with um, Bree and, you know, people haven't confirmed it, but it's pretty clear that, you know, She is wearing white. He is wearing white. Nobody else at the party is wearing white. And you can just tell who the father is generally when you see these kind of pictures from gender reveals or baby showers or any type of thing like that, you know. It's you want people to know who the father is. And so they were all dressed in white together. And so it's pretty clear that he's expecting another child. I mean, people are really starting to call into question his mental health. I don't know. I feel like it's more to do with the fact that he's been sick a long time and he wants to do everything, you know, that he can. He wants to have his talk show. I'm sure he's putting a lot of money into it. Like we reported earlier in past episodes, the show's ratings are not doing well. So it's basically Nick putting his own money into keeping the show going and having more episodes in hopes that the numbers turn around or maybe just because he's having fun doing a um, daytime talk show. Maybe that's just what he wants to do. So... You know, it is what it is, I guess. Congratulations. I just, you know, if you know you're in not the best health and it's a possibility um, that you won't live into your 80s and 90s and have a nice, um, long, full life, why would you keep making more children? I, I just don't get it. But it's really not for me to get. You know, he can definitely afford to have all these children. And, um, you know, he makes a lot of money. He's worth a lot of money. And if this is what he decides to do with it, fine. But I just, I've said it before. I know people didn't like it, but I will say it again. I do not think you can be emotionally available for eight children. That is so many children to be there for every, you know, softball game, every karate, every dance recital, every Brownies meeting. You're just going to have to be absentee because you can't be Eight places at one time when you have this many kids. I'm sorry. That's my opinion. I stand on it. You know, people say he's a great and involved father. I don't doubt that. But at the same time, when you have so many children, to be emotionally available for that many children, it has to be very difficult, if not impossible. I'm sorry. That's how I feel. I'm sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> All right, so the next one, Rihanna and ASAP Rocky confirm they are pre- expecting. Now, this one I'm really excited about. I knew from the Met Gala that something was going on because Rihanna never covers up. She was talking about, you know, whatever she was trying to say in her statement about, you know, people wearing baggy coats and hats and you know decriminalizing people's attire as far as it being thuggish and stuff like that yeah girl okay very nice good job PR team clap it up for the PR team putting it out there but I knew I knew when she had all them clothes on for the Met um what was going on and then for ASAP to kind of throw that blanket around himself to try to be in like solidarity or whatever girl we knew but um We are so excited for Rihanna. She hasn't really uh, posted on her social media, but it's clear, you know, by the bump pictures that she is expecting. And um, I don't know, it looks like probably three or four months because she's a thin girl. So, I don't think she's that far along yet. Maybe five. I don't know. You guys know I don't have kids. I don't. I can't really gauge these things. But hopefully by spring we'll have a baby Rihanna asap baby. And um, we can't wait. I know the baby's gonna be gorgeous. I know it's not about looks all the time, but that baby is going to be gorgeous. And I can't wait to see him or her. All right. So the next one, the brat and Jessica. Um, of you know the brat loves Jessica or the Brat Loves Judy, whatever she used to go by. I think she used to go by Big Booty Judy. Now she's going by her real first name, Jessica. But either way, the two are expecting a child together and it looks like Jessica is going to be carrying. Um, this is so exciting. I didn't really know they were in the process of wanting to have more children. I know Jessica has um, children from previous relationships and stuff like that. So I didn't really know if... Um, they were going to have children but it looks like it's definitely in the cards for them and I'm excited for them this is going to be really cute um they announced today that they're expanding their family and um you know the brat was holding Jessica's little stomach or whatever so I'm really happy for the two of them I'm glad that they're able to extend their family the way they want to you know they just had the reality show they got engaged and their relationship is progressing and it's it's cute I'm happy for them I didn't realize they were trying to have kids because I think Jessica and I guess um and the brat are our grandparents because Jessica's older kids have kids so I didn't realize they were going to want to do that but you A ton of money, a brand new beautiful house they showed on the reality show, tons of dogs. Um, So it looks like it's going to be a fun house for that baby to grow up in. Um, So congrats to all the couples um, because new life is amazing. And um, let's move on. All right. So Lil Baby and Jada Weta were TikToking it up in paradise. Now, you know, if you've been following them on social media or not following them because It's always all over the place. That little baby and Jada have been up and down for a long time. They share a child together, but they seem to have been broken up. Um, And then we kind of talked about how you guys have put the pieces together that Sweetie and Lil Baby have been shopping at Chanel together. And that little Baby dropped a bag on Sweetie, allegedly. That's what was alleged, right? So now after that news came out, Jada did an interview with um, Jason Lee and she talked about her businesses. She talked about being... um a club promoter and a club host that she always kind of had her own bag she never really had to rely on little baby he wanted her because she was the hot girl and they had a child together and now you know she feels as though he should provide for his child and she should have whatever she wants but in the same token she also has a clothing line and she has other stuff that she's doing so she wanted to make it clear that she's not just little baby's baby mom that she has a lot of things she's a businesswoman she's an entrepreneur She's an influencer in her own right with millions of followers. So she wanted to put it out there, you know, put some respect on my name. So basically now it seems like her and little Baby have reconnected and people are saying Sweetie is punching the air. Um, what I think about it, honestly, I feel like Lil Baby and Jada will never be done. They do have a child together. It's obvious that they still have feelings for each other. That's always going to be somebody that he falls back on, like a soft place to fall type person, you know? and i think that she he's the same for her um and i think sometimes when you just want to have that person in your back pocket you want to turn around and make sure they're not moving on so sometimes you get closer to them just to make sure they're not moving on which i feel like is toxic cuz if you don't want somebody you can't like let them you know you get jealous of them spending time with somebody else and then you want them to come back like don't be toxic you know what i mean but that's just my assumption, allegedly, on what happened. And I also feel like Sweetie don't care. I think Sweetie was tied down early in her career. As soon as she popped off, she was with Quavo. And she really hasn't had an opportunity to really be out here in these streets and, like, see what it's giving. And I think she's just doing her, you know? Little baby want to spend a bag of Chanel. She was there for it. But I don't think, you know, the punching the air, I don't really think that she cares too much about what's going on between... Lil Baby and Jada, I think she just focused on her music and getting to the next bag. I think when you first come out and you lock yourself into a relationship immediately, it makes you want to play the field after the breakup to see like what's really out there. Like, I don't want to get tied down, linked into and associated with anybody, especially not another rapper, because that's kind of what happened to her when she got with, um, with Quavo, and then it was always Sweetie and Quavo, Sweetie and Quavo. So she really didn't have an identity. So I think now she's trying to break off from that and just do her own thing. And there's, you know, nothing wrong with that. If Little Baby's quote unquote single, you know, because him and Jada have been going back and forth and up and down or whatever, and they decided to hook up, go shopping, do whatever. They're both two single people. I honestly think there's no story there. Um, so for Sweetie to be jealous after the facts of something that really wasn't even. Something (laughs) doesn't really make too much sense to me, but emotions are weird and you never know. All right, let's go on to the next topic. W Kamal Bell and Showtime have produced a documentary about Bill Cosby and it's called, we need to talk about Cosby. And it's basically a documentary where celebrities and the parties that were involved with his case and his trial, just talk about, you know, his difficult legacy. It's like, I think this will be a good documentary to talk about because so many people have conflicting feelings about Bill Cosby, right? He was someone who put out programming of a wholesome black family, um, which is something that a lot of people needed to see, especially when he put it out, because there just wasn't that many examples of a nuclear family, a nuclear black successful family on tv at the time but we also have to remember that you know he wasn't perfect there was a lot of accusations and even though he's out of jail it you know it's clear that he is in some ways a sex offender and that has to be contributed to his legacy what i honestly think about it is i do think he was targeted i do think that He was getting a little too um, big for his britches, quote unquote. He was a black man trying to buy CBS. And then all of this kind of came out um, with these different women to destroy him and slander him, right? At the same time, people can't slander you with something that you didn't do or partake in. Because if if he was able to claim his innocence and move away from the situation, I think he would have just you know, sued them for slander, libel. There would have been no witnesses to come forward. There would have been, you know what I mean? Like if he wouldn't have been involved in the situation, there would have been nothing to report. And then he wouldn't have been able to have been targeted. I think all these Hollywood people have their dirt and they have their secrets. So when he went after trying to buy CBS, they were like, well, If you keep going with this deal, you obviously have the money to buy CBS. But if you keep going with this deal, we're going to turn around and we're going to expose your deep, dark secrets. And when you have deep, dark secrets, it can happen. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying he's right. I'm not saying that, you know, he's innocent in any way, because I don't think that he is. But I do think that he was um, targeted for what he was about to do and um, what he was about to purchase and acquire. So I'm, I'm glad this documentary is coming out. I hope they do show all the sides of what went down and what's continuing to go on. Um, you know, I can't support what he's done because it's just gross and disgusting, but should his legacy be tarnished completely? You know, I think you can mention the good things that people have done and also mention the bad things that people have done. There's no, you know, good person, completely good person or a completely bad person. You can talk about his achievements without um, basically saying that because of his achievements, he could have never been involved in this because we honestly don't know. Like I always say, we don't know these people. We don't know these celebrities what they do behind closed doors. All right, so I'll be tuned into that and I'll let you guys know how it is. Also on the documentary front, Bobby Brown announces a two-part documentary with Annie and he's also going to be doing a 12 episode docu series with Annie. Um I think it'll be good. You know, I'm interested to see Bobby Brown's story, but I think he gets a lot of this press um not only because he was a pop star and um you know, one of the hottest Male acts of the '80s, but it's also because he was married to Whitney Houston, right? He was married to Whitney Houston. He had a child with Whitney Houston. Um, she died tragically. Bobby Christina died tried died tragically, and so people are always gonna be fascinated with that part of his life, if nothing else. And because you know, people have done these Whitney documentaries and all this stuff, but people have never really been satisfied with what they got from these documentaries. People are always just more and more. I mean, they're having a hologram show in Vegas of Whitney Houston. Let's face it. Nobody gets sick of hearing about Whitney. We miss her. We want more stories. We want more anecdotes. So if that documentary is going to provide that, people are going to be all the way here for it. And I can understand that. 12 parts eh, might get a little dry, but I'm sure there's stuff that we don't know about new edition. Um, his younger life, living in the projects, but also touring and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm here for it. I will definitely watch the two-part documentary. I don't know if I'll watch all 12 episodes of the docu-series, but we'll see what it's giving. And as always, I will report back to you guys. All right, so the next topic, Joe Rogan is under fire um, for his COVID misinformation comments. So Joe Rogan is a podcast host, um on spotify and spotify has an exclusive with him so you can only listen to his podcast on spotify and he has a huge following for his podcast he's had it before you know podcasts were even really a thing so he's been doing this for a long time i remember joe rogan from fear factor all those 90s babies out here (laughs) that um listen to t-talk our t-talk 90s babies um I remember him from Fear Factor. I just remember him like literally feeding people tarantulas. I never really listen to his podcast, but I hear clips here and there of the different things that he's saying and I just be like, "Okay, like, you know, to spread that out to a large platform of people." um especially when it comes to covid and everything that's going on there's so much misinformation out here so to allow a large platform like joe rogan's podcast to continue to spread misinformation about covid it could be really harmful um musical artists that are on spotify have pulled their music from the platform a couple different artists have been doing it in addition to um Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, they've also expressed concern about having such a large platform give misinformation. I mean, when you have a podcast and you're basically saying, you know, this is my opinion, I'm not a physician, you know, I'm not someone who should be giving you a medical opinion, this is just my personal opinion, but then it goes out to millions of people who, um, like your podcast, like you as a person, respect your opinion, it it does further misinformation and that can be dangerous. So I don't know what Spotify is going to do. I know they have an exclusive contract with Joe Rogan. I know they spent a lot of money for it because Joe Rogan's podcast is very popular and I'm sure it brings in a lot of streams, um, downloads and all types of stuff helps, you know, Spotify makes money. So we'll see what they do. I don't honestly think they're going to pull his content. I think they may pull parts of episodes down. Um, I think they may instruct him on not mentioning COVID really. I don't know. Maybe they can kind of gag him into not making future comments and then remove the past comments from past episodes. But if you want him, I guess you want everything. You want the ignorance. You want the misinformation. You want the terrible guests. I don't know. As you can tell, I'm not really a fan of his podcast, but we'll see what Spotify does. I guess the, the light is on them now. All right. And lastly, um, sad update, uh, Miss USA, um, Chelsea Trist passes away at 30 of an apparent suicide. Um, she had posted 11 hours before uh, the apparent suicide took place. And she just, you know, really implored her followers to get some rest and relax. And, um, it's, it's, it's really sad to see that, that this has happened to her. I know a lot of people have, um, expressed their condolences. She just won Miss USA in 2019. Um, beautiful person, um, seemed to be, and just, you know, all around uh, a person that cared about people. You know, she was she did a lot of things while she had her crown, you know, um, public service wise and charity wise. And it, I brought it up not to bring everybody down. I know it's kind of a hard, um, heavier topic than what we usually have on tea talk, but I just want you guys to check on your friends. I want you guys to check on your friend healthcare workers, um, check on your parent friends, check on your friends um that work from home like I do. Um Just check on your friends. And also individually, when you feel low, use your resources that are available to you. I know it's hard. I've been clinically depressed. I completely understand. It's not what everybody thinks it is. It is um, so difficult. It's so difficult. And just to do the little things, it it takes so much energy. And um, just use your resources. Get the help you need. Speak up you know, don't be embarrassed. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's a really tough time that we're all going through. And if you need help, I really, I really implore you to get the help that you need. Find the resources that you need speak with a therapist. If you need to, um, you know, don't shut your friends and family out, let them in on what's going on with you so that they can be there to support and help you and, um, just take care of yourself and take care of each other. Okay, guys. I don't want anything to happen to the T crew ever, ever, ever. Um, all right. <laughs> These have been the trending topics. Stay tuned for our sports report.
1: Hello, hello, hello out there, and welcome to the sports update with J Rob. Today I will be covering news from the NFL and also the conference. Playoff rounds. Let's get started with NFL news. Quarterback Tom Brady plans to retire after 22 seasons and seven Super Bowls. Sean Payton has announced that he is stepping down as head coach of the New Orleans Saints after 15 seasons and one Super Bowl victory. The Denver Broncos have hired Nathaniel Hackett as their new head coach. Hackett previously served as the Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator the New York Giants have hired Brian Dable as their new head coach Dable previously served as the Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator the Chicago Bears have hired Matt Eberflus as their new head coach Eberflus previously served as the defensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts Ben Roethlisberger retires uh, from the Steelers after 18 seasons and two Super Bowl victories. The Green Bay Packers head coach Matt LaFleur and Titans head coach Mike Vrabel were recently chosen to coach in the Pro Bowl. Both coaches led their teams to number one seeds in their respective conferences. Now, let's move to uh, the conference weekend that just took place. The Los Angeles Rams defeated the San Francisco 49ers. Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford passed for 337 yards and two touchdowns. Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup caught 11 passes for 142 yards and two touchdowns. The Cincinnati Bengals upset the Kansas City Chiefs the Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow passed for 250 yards and two touchdowns Bengals wide receiver T Higgins caught six passes for 103 yards this is the first Super Bowl appearance for the Bengals since 1989 the Super Bowl will be held Sunday February 13th and the Rams will play the Bengals and this has been the sports update with J Rob. have an awesome week
0: all right T crew this is my favorite part of the podcast the deep dive now this is where I like to shine a light on something um, that I feel like needs more exposure or something that's been on my mind lately and today we are definitely talking about the Janet Jackson documentary now When the documentary was first announced, I was like, I don't know if this will be a trending topic or if this will be a deep dive because it really depends on how much information Janet really gives us. Because I was like, if she's just going to wash over all of the things that people really, really want to know about, then I don't I don't really know if that's something that I'm going to be able to get a deep dive out of content wise. Um, but no, this documentary did not disappoint. I think Janet gave us everything that we really have been wanting to know, even though as a Janet fan, I really could have used more parts. I thought it was just really well done, super detailed, and it just gave a different perspective on a lot of things that we've seen play out in social media um in the regular media because it covered times when we didn't really have social media so it was all just you know publications and regular media and all that good stuff so I really really enjoyed it um and like I said I am a big Janet fan so I'm a little biased so if you want something more like objective I don't know if this will be the review for you um but if you just want to go over the highlights uh stick with me you're about to do that all right so In part one, we basically learned about Janet's early life, um, that she was one of nine kids growing up in Gary, Indiana, um, which is a working class town, but also kind of a rough neighborhood. Um, she did explain that there were gangs and drugs and different elements that the kids could have possibly gotten into. And she also explains why she thinks this is why she thinks anyway, that her dad, um, Joe Jackson was very strict with them and really, you know, ruled with an iron fist in the house. And then when you actually got a chance to see her childhood home, it really started putting the pieces together because they had nine kids. Right. Catherine, her mom worked at Sears. Her dad worked in the steel mill. Um, so they both work, they're both bringing in money, um, you know, a middle class, lower middle class, but middle class family, because I think it's just the matter of kids, right? If they would have had one or two kids, they would have been living like high on the hog. But back then, you know, um, birth control and having kids every year was just more commonplace for a lot of families. A lot of people didn't believe in birth control and stuff like that. So it was just like, you know, while you're able to have kids, you're just going to continue to have more kids so with them having nine kids they had six boys in one room three of the boys had to share one bunk bed and then the oldest child had their own um the oldest boys had their own bunk bed or whatever and then the girls slept in the living room on their sectional couch so that was um rebe latoya and janet Um, so it just, it really just goes to show why, you know, he just had to have more order in his home than more people than people would have liked. And I think it did put a lot of pressure on them as kids, but it also explains a lot that he was very certain that he didn't want his kids to get involved in drugs and gangs and all the influences that were around them at the time. And he wanted them to do something productive, um, And that was Become a Band. So Janet also talked about, at seven years old, working in their family variety show, um... And, you know, she was a seven-year-old in Vegas and she was performing with her brothers and how it could be a lot, you know, it was two shows a night. And back then Vegas was not family friendly. I don't really think it's that family friendly now, but even less than it is now, it was a complete, you know, it was the Sin Desert as um, it used to be called. So it was just like a place for people to take part in all their vices. And it just definitely wasn't a place for children, but they kind of had to take opportunities where they could and janet really talked about how she liked being on the road with her brothers because when they would leave to go work and be on tour she really missed them and she wanted to kind of be a part of that so then janet gets older it talks about like her um kind of going back and forth with her dad because as we all know the Jacksons dropped Joe as their manager and then Michael went solo and also didn't want his dad to be his manager so Joe saw Janet as like a project that he was gonna make Janet number one but the music that he was producing for her and having her sing like she wasn't connecting to it it was cute it was like poppy but it really wasn't the music that Janet really wanted to sing so 17 years old she was so bold she broke off from her dad um and she got with jimmy jam and terry lewis and just talks about you know the success of rhythm nation the success of control um but before that she did get into why she married james DeBarge because in order to really break off from her dad it's almost like she needed another male figure in her life that was going to take control if she wasn't going to be with her dad right So then she, you know, her friend basically that she explains that she had a friend in James DeBarge, and, um, they were dating and they were friendly and they were talking on the phone or whatever. So it was more like puppy love, but to the fact that she really wanted some independence and she knew marrying James would give her that type of independence. Um, and then she just talks about how they ended up annuling the marriage, how James really had a lot of demons and he was doing drugs and he was just being an absentee husband and she just really couldn't take it anymore. Um, so she annulled the marriage and went back and moved in with her parents. But by that time, you know, she was separate. She did have her own career. And this also kind of leads into the secret baby. So I just, like, it, it. I never, I mean, I wasn't alive at this time, but I never really understood why the secret baby rumor just kept going on and on and on, especially when she was on a network TV show during the time when she was supposed to be pregnant. Now, I know people can hide pregnancies, but it's like till the end, like you can hide a pregnancy till the eighth or ninth month um when you're supposed to be playing a teenager in a high school because she was on Fame and Debbie Allen even came uh, came up in the documentary and she's like there was no baby I saw Janet I saw her face get puffy Janet explained that she was on birth control because you know now that she's married it just makes sense that she would go on birth control because she wasn't ready to have a family and because of the way James was behaving right so she wasn't ready to pop out kids with somebody who wasn't even being like consistent in their marriage so she went on birth control to not have any children her she gained weight from being on birth control, which is a common, common symptom of, um, being on birth control and people thought she was pregnant. So then she just went on to say, you know, like if it would have happened, I would have never kept a baby away from James. I would have never done that to my family either. Um, to hold my secret and stuff like that. And I just think that makes a lot of sense. Some people aren't buying it, but I just feel like, how could you hide a baby on fame? They were always performing. They were always wearing leotards. I mean, they probably dressed Janet a little heavier because she was gaining weight from the birth control and she probably felt self-conscious, but there's no way she could have been pregnant. I mean, just look at the material people, look at the clips (laughs) if she would have been pregnant they wouldn't have been able to hide it on fame or they would have wrote her off so i i don't know so then it gets into her relationship oh i'm sorry don't skip over the good parts um control was a major success Uh, so was Rhythm Nation. They went on to be number ones, both of them. And then she had a huge successful world tour that she kind of modeled after Michael Jackson's Bad Tour or she wanted to like expound upon what he did and take it to the next level even. So it was just an amazing tour. Personally, I've been able to see Janet on tour once in 2008 when I was in college and I was just enamored even then um, her performance and her dance skills. And just, it was an amazing show. It was an amazing show that I'll never forget. It was just incredible. Like live show killer. I don't know what these young people talk about, (laughs) but back in the day you had to work. Okay. You had to work on that stage. You had to have that choreography tight. You had to, you know, so she still gives that showmanship and it was really everything. So Renee Jr., her second husband, had a lot to do with um, Rhythm Nation, you know, the styling of it, the look of it, the jackets, the synchronicity, the military style. A lot of that was something that Janet worked on with Renee, and they came up with a lot of these concepts together. And I think Renee really made Janet Jackson a brand, like but from rhythm nation to the sexuality of velvet rope and all that stuff renee was the sounding board that kind of put the pieces together as far as what a brand is what a style is what you're really giving to a brand and a style you know what i mean so i think renee had his part they did kind of gloss over embezzlement i remember seeing allegedly that Renee, um, in addition to his prescription pills problem, he was also stealing money from Janet. That, this is what I heard, allegedly, um, back in the day. But Janet, you know, class act that she is, glazed right over that and didn't really talk about it. So I guess that was that. And then another bombshell that came out during the documentary, Jermaine Dupri, you know, a lot of people wondered why their relationship broke up. I wondered why their relationship didn't last because they did seem good together. But Jermaine Dupri basically said being around Janet brought around other women and, you know, he was cheating and he also couldn't figure out if he wanted to move to LA to be with Janet Or, you know, really put his foot down, I guess, in a way and have Janet make Atlanta her primary home so they could really focus on a relationship. It was just embarrassing to him, I feel. Like, how could you laugh about cheating on Janet Jackson? Like, you are Jermaine Dupri. Like, what? Y'all know. I don't even have to go into it. Y'all see the material. (laughs) Again, y'all see the material. And y'all know why Jermaine Dupri should not be laughing and thinking it's cute that he fumbled janet jackson like really i can't so also a couple little other tidbits her new husband um that she's recent isn't currently in a divorce with right now and legally separated from um was not mentioned in the documentary at all and it just basically kind of ended up um on the note on the love life note that isa is the love of her life her son um and that she just enjoys being a mother. She wanted to go back on tour. I think she had started her black diamond tour and then COVID happened. They don't really address that in the documentary. Um, but it's clear what happened. She probably only was able to perform the first couple months. And then after that, um, the world shut down. So the tour has been discontinued, but it's, it's really crazy. Like I, I really feel like men, especially in Janet's life, because she was so career focused and she was so like laser focused on what she wanted to accomplish. They were just kind of like an addition because she could never really count on anybody. Um, and so Issa, and I feel like in a way her son is the love of her life and it kind of completes her story. And I think until somebody extraordinary comes around, he will continue to hold that top spot. But as a fan, I just loved seeing all the old pictures and all the memories and all the, you know, just stuff that she never really tells anybody. I just really enjoyed seeing that side of Janet and, you know, everything that she's been through, having to pay these divorces and having people think that she was keeping children away from other people and just kind of the this, this stuff that went on with her brother and defending her brother and sticking up for her brother as a person you know not really knowing what was going on but to know that she trusted her brother and that he just didn't have it in him in her opinion and she stood by that it, it had to be hard so I don't think she's lived an easy life but I think that her gentle and kind spirit that's kind of saw through it all is just one of the things I really love most about her so I'm glad that she did this documentary for us fans I hope she does more parts I hope they continue on or even like expound upon this and make it like a 12-part series like Bobby Brown like we we here for it like if the ratings were any indication like we just want y'all to know that we are here for it and we want more (laughs) Um, so that's it for the deep dive. Stay tuned for the outro comments. All right, T-Crew, this is my least favorite part of the podcast where I have to say goodbye to you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, sharing the podcast, just being part of the T-Crew family. I really appreciate each and every one of you that takes time to listen to the podcast every week or whenever you get a chance to listen to it. Um, as always, arrest the cops that killed Brianna Taylor. We won't stop until she gets the justice that she greatly deserves. Have a beautiful day or night, wherever you are, and I love you for listening. Bye!